TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. See the frustration. We've been watching that all night long with Hertz. Got Hertz frustrated. Yeah, we've, we've been watching that for six or seven weeks. It's, it's been continuous. You know, it's a, it's a defeated team, and they were when they came in. And there's been no life to this group, really, throughout the entire ballgame. It hurts even worse when it's Troy Aikman saying it. You know why? Because he's right. He was right about what he saw last night. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. I've never heard announcers talk about a playoff team like that last night. Typically, you know, there's a positive story to it. You made the playoffs. They, they destroyed the Eagles last night, as they should. Didn't pull any punches. And at the end, when it was over, here's how Troy Aikman described the future of the Eagles and what should and shouldn't be. Well, I make sense of it just because we witnessed it for the last six weeks of the season. You know, and every time it looked like they were getting ready to play an opponent or in a position to maybe turn their season back around, you know, they end up losing the number two seed, and then they lose another game, and then they came into this one and saying, hey, everything is still out in front of us, and you know, I, I know there's a difference between what players and coaches say and what they feel. And they said all the right things, but you could tell they weren't feeling it. And it was obvious when they came out here and took the field. So what happens then is you've got to re-energize a fan base. And to do that, typically there's got to be changes. What changes will that be? I, I don't know. Will it be Nick Sirianni? I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if it is, knowing Jeffrey Lurie and, and his background and what he's done in the past. But... You cannot go into next season uh, status quo. Well, I think we all agree with that last part, that there's no way that this the whole thing that's run back next year with all the coaches. That, that's an obvious one there by Troy Aikman. But he, he said something interesting there. You need to re-energize a fan base. And I don't think owners should make decisions based on how we're feeling on WIP or a WIP poll that 82% of our audience today says Sirianni should be out. Mm-hmm. But the Eagles have an issue. They have an issue because a lot of this fan base is out on the coach, and they gotta they gotta either repair the image or <laughs> or they gotta get a new coach because th- this is it's as down as I've I've felt this city about the state of the Eagles in three plus years. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's tough, and and you have to realize that. That's why I feel like this is not going to be a knee jerk reaction. Now, everything that you're talking about, I don't think it's off the table. Now, the coach is going to be. A conversation, no question about that. Now, how that plays out, that remains to be seen. But like I've been saying forever, I, I think that there's a, a, a issue in the locker room that regardless to who's here, who's coaching this team, needs to be resolved. 
I've been saying this for weeks, Joe, and I and I said it tongue in cheek, and I was being funny. That somebody needs there needs to be a, a slapping across the lips moment that needs to happen in the locker room, and there needs to be some tough conversations that need to be had. I don't think that they've been had, and I think that they need to be had. And I don't know who that's with. It feels like it might be the quarterback because of what's being said after the after this loss. So if that's the case, there needs to be somebody that can say what they need to say to the quarterback about how however he's acting, and he's able to receive that and try to be better. I'm not asking Jalen, and I don't expect Jalen to come out next year and be a rah-rah kind of guy, but there are certain things that he can do that can let his teammates know that, that he's in lockstep with. Yeah, and they can also get a new coach that he respects. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, maybe that's part of the issue that he's lost so you're respect. On that, like, see, but oh, that- yeah, I, I, maybe, I think part of the issue this year is Jalen Hurts and the team lost belief that the head coach knew what he was doing. I really believe that was a big issue. You get a Bill Belichick or a Jim Harbaugh on here, number one, he'll respect them. And number two, guess what? If he doesn't respect them, it, he'll be in trouble. You, like, he, this guy played for Nick Saban. That's why I think some of these guys roll their eyes at Sirianni. Like a guy that if you played for Nick Saban in college to play for Nick Sirianni, you must be like, come on, come on, dude. I I will say this to that. (laughs) Uh, Nick Saban is a god in college football. He ain't no god at the pro level, and this is where we coaching. Like I remember. No, no, I'm not uh, saying I want Saban. No, no, I know, I know know what you're saying. There's respect level. There was the same respect level that was for Spurrier. But when he came and was coaching for the Skins, everybody like, man, nobody care about dogs. No, I understand that. that. But if you get someone that the, the players respect. No, I, I know what you're yeah. saying, but it's like it's it's a different level. The point I was was making is a different level. Uh, I, I need to find out what's going on with my quarterback. I, that's what I need to find out first and foremost. See, but I, I think I'm with you that they need to figure out the Hurts thing, but that's not order of operations. they got to make a decision on the coach because the coaching scenario is going on right now. Like, Jalen's not no, going anywhere. No, you, because you're looking for a coach. You, you're trying to strike right irons hot. Well, you're trying to- yeah, of course. These guys are going to be gobbled up in the next two weeks. I, <laughs> I, I, think- I want a coaching start, a search started hours ago. See, this is where I think – this is what I think is going on. I think that the problem – has been like there's a problem with the coaches, and there's a lot of guys that, that they're not going to survive this. No question about that. They're not going to survive this. But there's a locker room issue that they have to figure out how how to correct, and that that's the biggest thing. There was a lot of like you have to look at the side stories, and you have to read kind of between the lines. There was a whole lot of conversation. That was had before the game with the quarterback and the and the, and the offensive coordinator and the quarterback and the coach again, which might not seem like a whole lot, but they were. It feels to me they were trying to figure out where their quarterback's head was. Yeah, and I think the quarterback doesn't think they know what they're doing. He probably. And if that's the case, then they need to get an offensive coordinator in here that's going to get the quarterback. And move him in the right direction. Yeah, or a coach that will do it. Because <laughs> I, I just well, because it's his offense. I, I find it hard to wrap my mind around the idea of new coordinators and Nick stays. It's it's actually the worst option for me, because what is his purpose here? That like I keep coming back to. If it's not his offense, if he doesn't call the plays, if they don't respect him, if they don't, he doesn't motivate them, what exactly do you do here? He's 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 the, the he's the leader. He's the leader of the team. But the, the thing fell apart he, he, under him. I think you say fall apart. And, and again, I say this with all respect. 
do because I don't know exactly what is going on in that locker well, I just room. Mean results. But the no, results no, I was apart. about to say what I no, no, I think I think it's more undermining than than falling apart. All right, let me throw this at you because I, I think you may be right on this. It this reminds me of and we've kind of hit, hinted at this last few years how powerful football players are becoming close, yes. closer to guaranteed contracts. Yes. You know what this reminds me of? When an NBA team wants pushes the coach out. And and and, and I, who wins that? The the players. The players. I don't know this to and please listen to what I'm saying, people, because we are real being real knee jerky today. And I don't need y'all sliding off my DMs talking crazy to me because I'm gonna talk crazy. Before right. you say it though, I don't <laughs> believe firing Nick Sirianni is knee jerky at all. He just said he oversaw one of the biggest collapses in Philadelphia I, I, sports I, history. I, I think it is, to the certain extent, Joe, where there's a lot about this story we don't know about. But, but I, the, all I have is bottom line. They, you yeah. lost six of seven to end the season. But how? You, but, but no, no. I thought you meant you lost. I thought you were about no, to say how you lost. He lost six of seven. Like, this, this is true. Six of seven. There was Out. a. Di- but there's a disconnect with the coach and the team. But, to your point. So that's why I'm pulling to the plug. I, I don't disagree with you, but I'm pulling the plug and starting well, who's new. Who's to say? Who's to say if this say for instance, if it's if it's an individual and he's a cancer. Who's to say that this individual is not going to undermine the next guy? Then he's gone next. I got to, I got to move one thing at a time, one thing at a time. And I, I don't look. I, I don't know. We don't know. And we may, maybe we were duped by by Hertz. Maybe that theory is is right. I think the bigger issue is he and the team has lost trust in the coach. And I, I have too. Let's talk to Derek in, in Paoli. What's up, Derek? What's up, Joe? You, you, hey, I'm, I can, I agree with you. This is what I, I want to talk to Hugh about this because I, he's a the former de- defensive player, so no one's really talked about how when you change coordinators, right, in the middle of the year, and the Eagles' defense this year, it wasn't the greatest, right? Mm-hmm. But I felt like a lot of games, like the Washington game, when we scored too quick, right. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up, the Eagles defense, we always figure out a way to get a good stop, right? To kind of like close the game out. The Dallas game, Dak stepping out, they picked them off. Like the defense, we always thought they was going to make that one stop, right? And then after we lost to San Fran and lost to Dallas, in Dallas, it was like, we're going to change coordinators. And I'm, and Hugh, if you're in that locker room, right? And they just say, oh, we just lost two in a row. Our first thought is to change coordinators. How are you going about that? as one of the leaders on the defense or a starter on the defense, like, man, we were out here busting our tail, saving the offense. The offense fumbled the ball three times, and they dropping balls, and they want to get rid of our coordinator. Like, how are you handling that? Yeah, but, right? see, as, but see, as, Derek, I think, defense, D- Derek, I think you're looking at it the wrong way because you're looking at it as an individual. We don't do that. Uh, and I know that's probably hard to believe, but when we're in it, we're in it together. And and the thing that we're we're not talking about – what offense is doing this and that in the third. It might be thought. It's never going to be spoken. We're looking at, like, so why, why are you changing the defensive coordinator? What did he do wrong? Like, that, that's the thought process. It's not about saving offense, anything like that. I've been on many a teams where the offense was – when I first got here, our offense was trash. It was really trash. Was trash. I mean, the quarterback play in that year was so and bad. Nobody, so bad. And we never complained. We never complained. We just never complained. So let me ask you this, because I, I, this what really got me to, like, the thing with Hurts, I'm going to let, like, Hurts is a $250 million man. Like, I, I think that, yeah, he definitely has to play better. And I never really looked at Hurts as a top five guy anyway. But the Eagles thought that he was, and they paid him his money and stuff like that. So I just feel like once he 
Hurts going to have to have some type of knee surgery and all that because I feel like he was definitely banged up and that kind of hurt. Yeah, Derek, before you make your point, I don't know if you heard it last night. It was first quarter, kind of early in the game. Um, Aikman did kind of allude to the idea that he wouldn't be yeah. surprised if, if we hear about something more major with that knee soon. And, and, and that tells me that's, that's happening, that he's probably headed for knee surgery. You know, you know what You know what really stuck out to me through all this? Because I, I, call, I call in a lot. I listen every single day. And I always try to give, like, the players the benefit of the doubt because they're in a tough position. But I feel like A.J. Brown, was he at the game last night? Probably wasn't. I didn't like see him, AJ Derek. Now, he may have been there and I didn't see him, but I, I didn't see him. That, like, when I saw T.J. Watt, like, T.J. Watt, like, he had the same knee injury that, that uh, A.J. Brown had. You know what I'm saying? And there is three feet of snow in Pittsburgh, and he's out there with a headset on, coaching up his undermanned team who's never won a game without him. And A.J. Brown is in Atlantic City signing autographs yesterday. He's doing whatever he was doing, whatever. That just was like, damn, all this stuff they're saying about A.J. Brown, like, I feel like the disconnect, it might be a lot to do with him. I don't know. I just felt like, damn, how you not at the last playoff game after when the camera was on you last week when you got hurt, you in the locker room giving out all these free handshakes, and then you just don't come to potentially the last game of the Yeah, game. so Derek, it's, it's, it is interesting. Up, yeah, it's a, right? Derek, you, it's, you, it's, you Derek it's an interesting player, point. Man. And Derek, man, we appreciate it. Every team has different policies on this. You, I don't know what it was like when you played in terms of the Eagles or anywhere else. Not every team brings their injured players on the road. No, it's a different policy for each team. Yeah, so now – but it's did, one of those did you things. notice him? I didn't notice AJ last I night. I didn't notice him. I didn't know. I didn't notice. It him. doesn't mean he wasn't there. He also sometimes uh, I notice Hugh, they'll put the players that are injured in a box. Right? They'll be up top. They'll be there, but not standing on the sideline. So that's I. I we got to be fair on this. I don't know. He may have been in Tampa last. He night. may have been. I don't know. I, I'll text Howard, ask him, and actually ask see if he knows the answer to this. I don't know if he was there. I just know I didn't see him on TV. No, he may have been there. And and a lot of times, if it's a travel game. Some people say, hey, stay home. You know, stay at home. Yeah. I, but I will say this a, a player of AJ's caliber, if he wanted to go, he could have went. He could have went. You know, I can't see, like, in a playoff game, you know, him not him not going unless they, he just said, you know, I, they, I, they gave him a choice and he said, no, I don't want to go. Yeah. Now, in a world of optics, it doesn't look great. I mean, I understand. No, it's not the, the best look. Yeah. The point that our callers make and the fact that uh, the camera did have TJ Watt there and on the Pittsburgh sideline yesterday. Um, you know, out there with his team and all that. Every team does it a little bit differently. Like, So I, I'm not going to bury A.J. for not being there until we find out that maybe he chose not to be there or whatever. Michelle in Westchester. What's up, Michelle? Hey, how are you? Hi, guys. How you doing? What's going Michelle, on? we're trying to figure this thing out. Ugly, ugly loss last night. <laughs> well, love your show. First-time caller. Um, I'm actually on my way back from North Carolina. Uh, my husband uh, put in his earphones because he's tired of me bending his ear, so I'm calling you. So this is this is the way I feel it is. It's we love the Eagles. We actually went to the Super Bowl last year. We thought this was our year to go again and win based off of the talent and the coaching. But this is what I think. It's a business. And I mean, do you see what the players get played paid and what the season ticket holders pay? So if you think of it, this is how I think of it. As a corporate if you were gonna go into your boss for six, seven weeks in a row and when he says, Why, how'd you lose this account? Why'd you lose this account? And you say, oh, I'm bad. That one's on me. And then week two comes, and week three, and four and five. Eventually, he's going to tell you, you're done. You're fired. Take your crappy sales associates with you because you're done. Because 
it's all about production. And it's not about what you've done in the past. It's what you're doing for me now. And Sirianni, as far as I'm concerned, needs to go. And he needs to probably take a few of them with him. Um, because I can't, I, I actually can't listen to him anymore. I was so relieved that the game was over last night. Because uh, I couldn't take week after week of listening to the same excuses or reasons. And even Jalen, I mean, it hurt me to hear him speak after every game. It was it was heartbreaking. Yeah, Michelle, I agree. Um, and, I, and I think you're spot on the way you, you kind of laid it out. I mean, if every week it's the same thing, if I'm in charge, I'm going to say, well, do you have – can you fix it? Because you haven't already. What gives me the confidence you could fix it? And, Michelle, that's why when I hear about his resume, it just it goes in one ear out the other for me. I, for me, it's it, are you the right person to fix this next season? And, Michelle, I don't think he is right now. No, I don't. I don't think anybody would want him to. I mean, as far, as far I mean, I hear uh, uh, fan after fan say he's a puppet. He's a puppet. He's a puppet. He doesn't. He he's no asset to the team. And again, that's what is so painful because I thought this was the year. I mean, a lot of people thought this was going to be the year we would go again. And um, you know, you don't hire a person. I mean, business wise, you hire a person based off of experience. And by experience in football, I don't mean that they've coached before. I mean, I actually feel that they've played the game. They know what it takes. They know the players. They're not soft. They don't want to be their best friend. They need to be respected. And maybe a little bit, like, uh, afraid of, you know, because they don't know from day to day what he's going to do or what he's going to say. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know who the next coach should be. I'm, I'm, I'm not that much of an expert in football or knowledgeable in football, but um, I know it's not him. Yeah, that, you know what? I love that last line there. I, I don't know who it should be. I just know it's not that guy. Michelle, we appreciate the phone call. I mean, you know, the greatest coach of all time is, is currently available, taking interviews with the Atlanta Falcons, if we want to. Well, Andy's available? Uh, well, one of. Well, we fired that great coach. Maybe we can get another one in here. We'll bring him back, maybe. Well, y'all wild, man. Now that's wild. the take. Go trade for Andy. If Andy's leaving Kansas City? I'll bring him back in a heartbeat, of course. Like, we've pretty much just been living in his shadow since he left and trying to replace him. He's out there. Listen, now you, you got to be me update the big board here if we're going to do that. <laughs> y'all Put him wild. right at number one. Oh, let's go. He's leaving Mahomes for this? <laughs> no. <laughs> the city will melt. Well, I, I like how Michelle said something about, you know, not knowing what the coach is going to do each day, maybe having a little fear. You know, there was a book about Belichick a couple years ago. It's called, it was called It's Better to Be Feared about Bill Belichick. So just quickly before wait, we— so Wait, hold on, because Doug wrote Fearless, right? Yes, and, and uh, Bill got wrote— him, well, I don't, It in. wasn't the Bill Belichick. <laughs> like, he didn't write it. Someone wrote it about tells him. You all I, tells me all I need to know. It's better to be feared. So am I, of our show, am I the only one in on Belichick? Yes. So you're out on Belichick. I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing it. You don't want the best coach of all I, time. Coach Belichick— I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Him. Wouldn't mind seeing him and give him a big old hug, but he's a little bit older. I, I, I'm more concerned about somebody that's going to be able to connect to these young players, but and I don't think he does. Nick that. Sirianni's youngish, and they laughed at him. <laughs> Nick Sirianni, uh, like, see, this is what you can't do, Joe. Like, Nick Sirianni, we went to the playoffs three years in a row with Coach Sirianni. It, it went south now. I get that. I don't give a shit. I don't. <laughs> Man, I don't. Boy, I tell you, this is a tough crowd. I need to. I, you can't be knee jerky in this yes, situation. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Hold on, hold on a second. 
before. Firing a coach, losing six out of seven, and that's getting blown look. out of playoff—that's not knee jerky. I, I need to find out. Like we we just had we just had uh, stories where they were talking about how Mr. Lurie just started coming down a couple weeks ago trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I need. They, they, it takes a while to do an investigation. No, man. no, we don't have time. The <laughs> I, head coaching market's moving. I don't really buy that. Like Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman are closer to the situation than anybody. Like anybody, we can speculate on the air. They're in the building. They like know. they know they the know. answers to whether Sirianni has a hold of this locker room or not. If he doesn't, he's got to go, y'all dude. Act like, but see, this is the problem that I don't think y'all really grasping. Y'all, <laughs> y'all want to fire the coach, and you know that means we're starting from zero. Yes. Because it's, and oh, you're okay with we that? We do very – the last two times we, we did, we went to the well Super Bowl in the second year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that means we're not going next year. No, that's not true. The, the, the Bucks moved on to, to uh, Gruden and Gruden. won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this the is the a Broncos situation. moved on from Fox and to Kubiak we and won need, the Super we Bowl. Need, before we start making these knee-jerk reactions, we need to find out exactly what's going on, people. Oh, I, 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 I can, you want me to answer that for I'd you? I'd love to. Go ahead. Do it. The head coach is a freaking bozo, dude. <laughs> you know what, man? You you two guys right here have gotten ridiculous. What do you They're mean? Not, no, it's just gotten – it went from bad to worse. Dude, what was what it? we saw you last got, night was you, ridiculous, you, you know, dude. You know, Come what, on. you know what you're trying to do right now? You just want somebody new for the sake of having no, somebody. No, I want Y'all, a better coach. You, no, you know what you did, competent. You know what you did? You looked at the list of all these names, and you just got excited. I'm it's like a, a kid on Christmas. I think Jeffrey Lurie did, too. I'm going to make a prediction. Ready for this? This is a prediction for you. I'm listening. If Sirianni loses this job, he will never be a head coach in the NFL I don't, again. I don't believe it. Never again. There's no way he gets one in this cycle. Well, I, no, no. He'll never be a coach again. You know what? I don't, I don't know. Because you know why? Because I, I will say that there are – he's probably burned a few bridges. Yeah, he's answer. burned a few bridges. Screaming okay. at fans, yelling at uh, the Colts okay. owner. Like, Somebody threw popcorn at him at the game yeah. last night. Well, that wasn't right. a fan. Well, that that was, flowers on, a couple of years a fl- Yeah, that was, that was yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not into that. Yeah, you you know what? This this might be a hill that I might, might die on. Because you're, I love like, it, you, you're, you've got a long season guy, ahead of you, buddy. This might be a hill that, that I might die on. But I, you ha- you can't be knee-jerky in this. It's and the, you have to find this out is, everything. This is where we disagree. This, wanting to fire a coach that oversaw a collapse of this magnitude is not knee-jerky. This is a hell of a collapse. It's not knee-jerky. I'm not – so I can't – Knee-jerky is done hey, when it's like a month's this, worth of, of, of information. This here. is a hell of a collapse. And yeah. not only that, like, Coach Sirianni, go, go, I wish we could do like a time lapse of like his first press conference to his last. He's aged like a U.S. president. Well, you, know, he, when, you remember when Obama came in office and he yeah. had gray hair? And when he left, he looked like he's about 80. About the same thing. Same thing happened to Bush. I mean, they all of them. And then you go into office, you come out, you look weathered. You look. It happened to Brett Brown. What they, they say, road hard and put yeah. up wet. Happened to Brett Brown here. It happened. Joe Girardi. I mean, that guy aged like ten years and two. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Uh, we'll get to everyone's phone calls here. Should Sirianni be out? Your reaction to the ending of the Eagles season. Plus, in honor of the news of the reports of a legend retiring today, we'll relive with you. The most iconic moment of J.C. Kelsey's career and maybe and probably the most iconic sports moment in the history of this city. We'll have some fun with that. Your phone calls. It is the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, 
Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. My number one message is, is just to use every moment as an opportunity to learn and grow. Um, you know, it may not show now, but it'll show, you know, and. As I said, it wasn't our turn. It's, it's not our turn. Um, we've had the opportunities. We've had the crumbs. Um, we've had everything um, to our disposal. Um, but it wasn't our turn. And um, I, can, I, I can accept that. And I think we can accept that. Um, knowing that there's there, the sun will rise tomorrow and there will be oh. another opportunity to, um, to attack it. Oh, Terrible my part. gosh. It's awful. That bothered me. When I heard, heard him say that because... That's not that's not the Jalen Hurts messages that I've been used to hearing over the last year that I've been here. Like when I got here, you guys were on a on a on a historic Super Bowl run. And I remember being in the press conference with him, well, listening to his press conferences. And he was so inspiring in the way that he talked about, you know, fighting through adversity and things of that nature. And to hear him in that press conference knowing what I've seen him do over this year, because I, I think he got off to a phenomenal start, especially when, you know, you talk about the fact that he got paid all that money and he came out and, and initially looked like he was going to be the MVP. To concede like he did in that moment, I, that just blows my mind. Because, and this is why it bothers me. If, if this was a situation that I felt was out of his control, I'm okay with him saying that. I'm okay with him conceding the way that he did against an inferior squad. I'm okay with that. But that was not the case. You controlled your destiny. You controlled your destiny all the way until week, what, 14, 15, something like that? Like when you started this slide, you could have done something about this. So I agree with you, and it is frustrating listening to uh, I mean, it just feels like it's just nonsense. Some of the times he just talks. It's just he's just throwing out, like, just stuff. But some of this was not in his control. The defense turned into the worst in the NFL. What's he going to do about that? You, you, the uh, offense is in his control, right? He's the quarterback. He, he's the biggest part of the offense. They can't tackle anyone. What is he supposed to that, do? A lot of tackling is a lot of won't. No, but Jalen has nothing to do with that. Yeah, but that, he's a quarterback. But he is the leader. When I, and, and again, let me be clear, because somebody's probably tuning in to the show and they're hearing half of what I'm saying. I'm not putting everything on him, but you are the absolute, un, you are the leader of this team, and they go by your example. 
you had the opportunity. Like we always knew going into this from the beginning that this defense is inferior. And if, if we want to pave the way, it has to be offensive. But not this much, Hugh. It became the worst defense in the sport. We thought mediocre. They can't tackle. They couldn't stop anybody. No, they don't want to tackle anybody, Joe. I saw two old-ass individuals <laughs> last night <laughs> ball like never before. Like, they stepped up because, you know what? You know what made Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox step up last night? Pride. Will. Yeah, Will. Pride. Yep. Pride Pride is a powerful mofo, man. I'm telling you. When your pride, when somebody calls you pride, because think about it like this. That game didn't get to crack until somebody pissed Fletcher off. Somebody, somebody said something to somebody, and the two OGs, they decided to step their game up, and they dragged everybody else with them. But them cats in the secondary, they decided they weren't going to tackle anybody. They, that's what they decided to do. It's kind of the same thing. Now, I will say this. All of this is not on Jalen, which I've been reiterating all morning long. It's not all on him. Some of this is schematically he, he, was, at a, he was at a disadvantage, schematically. But, man, come on. You got to step up and you got to work with what was given to you. And, and, and I need you. You've been definitive in every other thing that you've said this year and since you've been the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. I need you to be a little bit more definitive when you're talking about your head coach, though, too. I well, need that. But I need that I think you. he was definitive. Well, no, he, he was definitive. <laughs> but say, sometimes saying silence can be deafening, right? Like <laughs> you, you ask someone a question and they give you silence. It's because that's telling you everything. Can we hear it again? Jalen Hurts asked about Sirianni and his job status here. And it, again, this is a yes or a no question to Jalen Hurts about Nick Sirianni. Listen to how he responds here. Do you want Nick back? Do you want Nick back? I didn't know he was going anywhere. Well, I'm saying a question about whether I don't. I didn't, I didn't know that. Nah. Where's your confidence level in him then to, to fix this team? I have everybody. I have a ton of confidence in um in everyone in this building. Um, it's just a matter of us going out there and playing clean football. And that's been something that we have not done. He was given two opportunities to to defend the Sirianni. <laughs> One, just a yes, right? Do you want him back? Of course, yes. Two, your confidence in him, and he said, "I have confidence in everyone." No, it's the equivalent. Of when you know you ask somebody and say, "Hey, is my friend cute?" She has a really nice personality. That's what that was. That's basically what it was. So she you didn't has get a, a really no, nice personality, but she didn't get a yes. Yeah, because you're asking a, a direct question. This is why I'm disappointed in him because everything that Jalen does has been calculating, and and he's been concise in his message. All it, since I've been here, that that one about it ain't my turn. Come on, dog. You you talk about what do you say? Uh, the hungry dogs run fat. Whatever the, some of them old cliches he be saying, but what he talks about is taking the bull by the horns. That that's what I'm trying to get at. When you hear him talk, there's never been a time that I've heard him talk outside of last night where it didn't feel like he seized every moment that was given to him. It did for him to go like to for him to sit there and say, "Oh no, dog, you know what." Just wasn't my turn. You waiting for a turn, dog? That's what you was doing. You gotta go make you make your moment. Yeah, no, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. He, no, yeah. Any other time, everything everything that Jalen Hurst has done up until this point has been a moment where it feels like when you talk to him, he has seized. He seized that moment, and last night he conceded 
the moment. Well, what I and to your point on that, I, this is the first time watching him that I feel he doesn't believe in what's around him. I felt he always believed at Alabama. He believed at Oklahoma. He believed his first couple years here. I don't think he believes in this can, in what, what's around him here, including the, the coach. You might be right, but can I can I tell you why I have a, a problem with that? Is because of this. When 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 Jalen got drafted, I thought that I was like, oh heck, you know that that's probably going to be a cause an issue for for the guy that was before him. And it did. And Jalen seized that moment. Jalen, okay, so now Doug gets fired. Nick Sirianni comes in. Nick Sirianni, from the time that he got here, never committed to Jalen, right? Not in the first year, yeah. No, yeah, he, didn't. He, didn't, he didn't concede. Well, he, not even into the summer was he even named the starter. It took yes, all the way up to like took, the opener. Yeah. You know what? And you know what Jalen did? He earned He it. seized yeah. that moment. Mm-hmm. So now you get to this moment, and he doesn't take advantage of the moment. That's why, that's why for me, I feel I, I'm a little disappointed because I feel like I was I was sold a person that that switched it up on me at the worst time you could switch it up. Now that's why that's why Joe I, I say I need more information because you won Coach Sirianni over and he was a guy that was in your corner and now all of a sudden it went south. I need to know I need to know why. Yeah, and that it's a very fair point. I, I guess it comes down to this for me. I'm guessing we're all guessing on this. I don't think Jalen believes in Nick anymore, and I trust Jalen Hurts' football instincts more than I do Nick Sirianni's. Jerry. Is in Douglasville. What's up, Jerry? Hey, hey, guys, how you guys doing? Jerry, we are trying to figure out uh, how a team fell apart like this. Well, I can break a little bit down, and I already knew a little bit what was going on here. Uh, uh, I'll give you my thoughts on Seriani, but this this all could have been avoided. I mean, like you're saying, you know, Hugh. I mean, you know, I don't know how is a realistic. Philadelphia Eagles fan that you thought you were going to win the game last night. I mean, I said to my son, he works for the Eagles, but I can't say anything. I said, unless we run the ball, both Kane Will and Swift, to death, and Dallas Goddard has 150 yards, because I thought they were going to double team, you know, Smith, and then obviously Goddard should come through. And I said, unless that happens, it's over. I mean, how in the world do you think you're going to go with a Julio Jones, which we should have never got him. Boy, I love him. You, got that, you should have had a younger guy, a younger guy that could have, I mean, if you're not going to run the ball, we should have had a Patterson. I mean, how in the world in the league can you go with DeAndre Swift and not sit? I mean, you don't run two backs for me and block. You don't do and you don't do the little scrolls, swing pass to Swift. And, and, and it's all Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson is a mediocre offensive coordinator. And he and Seriani brought him in. If you were going to a Super Bowl, you're not going to bring in Brian Johnson. You're going to bring in a John Gruden who can work. I mean, the scheme was a joke. I said to, I said, ten games in, I said, this is mediocre. These plays are mediocre. We're going to be figured out, and then we got exposed by the Niners. And then everyone has hopes. Everyone's playing the, the song last night. You know, out of time. Like really? And then you have. Quez Watkins, you were all back on Quez. I mean, come on, man. Quez has let us down every year. Like, Quez Watkins should never come back to Philadelphia. He talks crap and does nothing. He is a horrible receiver. I had no banking on him. And so who are you, So, what was your game plan last night? If they're not running the ball, which I said Ryan Johnson will not run the ball, he's not going to change anything. That's why he's going. He never, never changes anything. And he wasn't going to change. So you're now saying, okay, it's Jalen Hurts. 
No. Jalen Hurts is a solid quarterback. Is, did he regress? Is he not seeing the field? I mean, the good thing about Jalen Hurts is he pumped fake. I can't believe it. It's actually a miracle. He, you know, I mean, the defense has only been reading his eyes for, you know, his whole career. But he pumped fake. Smitty gets open. So Brian Johnson puts a slant pattern in, which you don't do. It works. But you do not, you do not simplify the, anything. For, like, you're throwing him in the fire. Your blitz, what did you practice? They're blitzing? No one picks up. No, no and Jerry, no one picked it up. I mean, like, last night, I mean, Jerry, man, we appreciate it. So last night, the Eagles had 10 unblocked pressures. 10. <laughs> uh, it's the most in, a team has faced in the NFL the entire season. Yeah, in terms of uh, the target distribution last night, Devontae had, had uh, 12 targets. Uh, Swift had four. Goddard had six. Julio Jones, where he got knocked out, had three. And then Quez, four. I feel bad for Julio, too. Now, you talking about somebody I feel bad for. Because Contouris was, you know, it was an A with me. But, but, boy, when he took that hit, and he he folded like a tent. You know, there's nothing quite like watching a football player get old on the field. It, it's like they move in a different speed than everyone. Watching Bradbury get old in front of our eyes, it, he looks like he's 65 out there. Julio Jones looks so old. No, you know what's funny? I was watching it, and, and I was watching it in front of body. They were like, what's wrong with him? I was like, he's old. He's old. <laughs> I was like, he's no, but when he got hit, though, and he crumbled, I was like, dang, my dog is hurt. He hurt. Him. You can kind of fake it in baseball and basketball because you only play a little bit. They put you in different spots. It's one at bat. You don't watch them run as much. In football, you can't hide it. No, when you're old, you just look so the, old. The, 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 the worst part about getting old and trying to play football is the thing that, that becomes a reality quick as hell is the contact. Like, like, cause for for years, I never forget it. You you never feel how hard you're being hit. <laughs> you like Joe, I swear. And and that's why you know it's funny, cause cause Jason, it was a few weeks ago. Remember when he had the primal scream and he grabbed dude, Against grabbed the dude, Cowboys. Down? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe that was the first time that he got hit and he actually felt it, because it sounds like it sounds weird, people. I know, but when you play football when you're young. Like say, Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith's running around out there, and he's 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 like a. I don't understand how he doesn't know how to tackle, but he puts his head down, and I I feel for the young man. Somebody needs to hit, show him how to hit with his shoulders. But you you do stuff like Nolan does, and you don't feel it. But once you hit a certain age criteria in the NFL, you feel it. Ooh, you wake up <laughs> be like, what the hell have I been doing? Like you really sit out there on the field, and you literally say, what "The hell wrong with me." Why the hell did I do this for so long? And you talk about a guy like BG talking about doing it for 15 years. He's going to wake up five years after retirement. Like, I, I can't believe I did this dookie for as long as I did it. Can I have a, a rule I'm going to set for Howie this offseason? <laughs> Can we rule? have less old guys? How many old guys did they have in the secondary at one point last night? It was Roby, who looks like he can't play anymore either. It was Bradbury, Slay. Like, when I can start adding up the secondary members and the age gets to 200 quick, we've got too much age no, out there. Bradbury knew he was old when, who was it? Ter- what was the receiver name that, that beat him? Uh, Palmer. Palmer, yeah. Beat him on the slant when he caught it and he tried to tackle him. And it was like, there you go. He was the fastest cat on the field. I don't know if I've ever watched a player, other than a running back, because it happens to running backs every year, to get at that old that fast as Bradbury. He was good last year. Yes. And now he's it not. It happens, man. It happens. And it's one of those things when you wake up, you'd be like, you talk about what you used to be. Yeah. 
See, you, you did everyone here a favor. You you got old in Jacksonville, so no yeah, one had to watch it. Yeah, then I came it. back, and then I got hurt. And so <laughs> then you ain't, had to, you ain't had to sit there, and they had to call in talking about, damn, you see that, Hugh? He's horrible. Yeah, Hugh had his Bradbury year in Jacksonville. That's why <laughs> that's why people still, hear, still like you. I feel attacked. But did I just roll right along with it? <laughs> <laughs> he did. All right, let's grab Brett, and then uh, we're going to play for you the Jason Kelsey speech on a day that uh, it shouldn't be forgotten if, if it is it, and it's being reported that he's out. Uh, you know, his career and, and his legacy here is certainly part of the goodbye to the season. Brett is in Abington. Hey, Brett. Hey, what's going on, guys? Brett, what are you feeling today? Man, I think I'm somewhere in the middle of both of you because here's my issue. This search gets so complicated just based off the front office and what we know about Howie, Roseman, and Jeffrey. I mean, Howie's a weasel. Like, he will not bring in a Belichick. He won't bring in a Harbaugh. He won't bring in of Rabel just because of his ego. That's, that's not going to happen. I don't think it's a possibility. And to me, those are the only options. And I know you had them at the top of your list, and I agree. The top options for the job. Like, good luck getting the AJ to believe in some random offensive coordinator from insert team here or uh, a college coach or something like that. Like, I don't think Belichick, any of those guys are really realistic. So, Brett, you're probably right, and Howard thinks the Belichick thing certainly isn't. I mean, you know what it would take, and maybe Vrabel's the most likely, it would take a coach who does have a strong personality and is a good coach and is experienced, be willing to say, okay, I'll coach, and you guys, Howie and Jeff, but obviously Howie mostly, you can do all the roster stuff, right? You draft. I'll, I'll, it, it's almost like a coach has to be okay with the setup, and you're right, it's harder to find experienced coaches who don't want any say in personnel. Right. And that's the problem I see, because I think it's just a never-ending cycle. Like, we got in Doug, he's out three, four years later. We get in Nick, he's out three, four years later. For some other guy, same system, he's going to be out in three years after he gets sick of Howie, and that's it. I think you're right. Now, the funny part about this, and Brett, we appreciate it, is it kind of works, though. They get the Super Bowls doing this, and then the whole thing falls apart. All right, one of the big reasons it's worked with whatever coach the last, you know. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Doncic. the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire. and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on tune in go to tunein.com or download the tune in app to start listening After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 